Welcome to the Vanguard Bible Church podcast. For more information about Vanguard Bible Church, visit www.vanguardbible.org or come worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. at Freedom Middle School in Northwest Bakersfield. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, uh, church family, and to anyone else who might be joining us online. I hope you had a happy new year. You probably have noticed that two things happen in our country over every New Year holiday, and that is that, first of all, there's a lot of reflecting and commentary on the calendar year we just completed. And then secondly, there is the sharing of what we hope will happen in the coming year. In other words, there's a lot of looking back and a lot of looking forward. Speaking of looking back, did you have any idea one year ago that 2020 would turn out like it did? Boy, I know I didn't. And I certainly didn't expect to be recording this many videos in my dining room. However, there was something interesting that happened this past year that I don't think will surprise you, but it's still worth mentioning. And that is that Cable news networks set huge records in primetime viewership. A recent article that was published on the website Deadline.com reported that MSNBC, CNN, and Fox all had major jumps in uh, primetime viewership. So, for example, Fox News, they saw a 45% increase uh, to an average of 3.6 million viewers this past year. Uh, MSNBC saw a 24% increase up to 2.2 million viewers, and CNN saw an even greater increase up 85% to an average of 1.8 million viewers uh, during the 8 to 11 p.m. Monday through Sunday time slot. And that's all compared to the previous year's numbers. Now, obviously, there were a lot of factors that caused this increase in cable news viewership. First of all, we were very curious or, if not hungry, for information uh, because we had the COVID-19 pandemic, the social justice riots, and, and it was a presidential election year. And then we have, the factor, the fact, we have to factor in the fact, excuse me, that the pandemic required us to spend more time at home than we have in recent years. However... Increased cable news viewership in 2020 increased something else that I'd like to talk about today, and that's anxiety. And sadly, even the body of Christ was not immune to the fear shaking the foundations of our country. I think you know as well as I do that it's not what the Lord wants for us. He does not want us to be anxious. I'll explain what I mean in a moment, but before I do, let's begin our time in His Word with prayer. Would you join me? Lord, uh, you've commanded us to keep your precepts diligently because they come from you. And because you are good, we know we can trust that your word is good as well. Would you please help us to store up your word in our hearts so that we might not sin against you? And Lord, would you teach us your statutes as we look at them today? In the blessed name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I'd like to invite you to open up your copy of God's Word with me to Psalm 112. Psalm 112. Now, you may have heard me mention before that the book of Psalms is a a collection of Hebrew poetry. Uh, Some of the Psalms are prayers written to the Lord, 
Others are worship songs to be sung to the Lord. And still some others are wisdom psalms that contain teaching from the Lord. Psalm 112 is a wisdom psalm in that it contains a list of blessings that come to those who fear the Lord. Now, if you would follow along with me as I read Psalm 112, verses 1 through 6. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, and who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. Okay, let's stop right there. Here's uh, the, first, the first thing I want to really point out is that, and help you grasp is the fact that everything in the first nine verses of this psalm hinges or flows out of verse 1. And so I just want to spend a couple of minutes on verse 1, helping, helping us understand it. And then I'm going to jump down and focus primarily on verses 7 and 8 for the rest of our time together. Now, notice if you would in your Bibles where it says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord in verse 1. Now, this uh, use of the word man here is not intended to single out men or to exclude women. Uh, sometimes when the scriptures refer to man or men, uh, what they are actually saying is referring to all the Lord's people or mankind or just all people on earth in general. Thus, uh, man here in verse 1 could be translated as the person who fears the Lord or the one who fears the Lord. Or uh, I think the NIV translation renders it those who fear the Lord. Next, notice there's a qualifying clause, the person who fears the Lord. This is a common Old Testament phrase for those who are in right relationship with the Lord. Fear doesn't mean they're afraid of Him, but rather that they have an awesome adoration and respect for the Lord. It could also be translated as the one who obeys the Lord, since that is the strongest proof that someone fears Him. As we look back at this psalm through the lens of the New Testament, these verses describe those who have a personal relationship with the Lord by repenting of their sin and trusting in Christ alone for their salvation. Now, notice then in verse 1, there's another qualifying clause. It says, the one who greatly delights in his commandments. Now, as I alluded to in the previous phrase, the biggest, most reliable indicator of whether someone actually knows the Lord is their relationship to his word. It doesn't matter what they say if they profess to know him. But again, those who have been born again through faith in Jesus Christ, they will have a newfound love for God's word because the indwelling Holy Spirit has changed their heart. 
from one that rebels against God into one that wants to please God. And this can be seen throughout the Psalms in several places, and it's also supported in what Jesus said to his own disciples. He said in John chapter 4, verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commands. Now, our takeaway from these first six verses should be the fact that these blessings are not available to just anybody. They are exclusive. Just like the Christmas presents that you opened up last week, these blessings in Psalm 112 only are for those who bear the name of Christ. Now, the main blessing I want us to focus on today is in verses 7 and 8. If you would look at them with me, it says, He is not afraid, referring to the person in verse 1, blesses man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady, and he will not be afraid. Some of you got bad news in this past year. It may have been a financial setback, loss of a job, the passing of a loved one, or a life-changing health diagnosis. But the assumption of this psalm is that bad news is something we all experience as a result of the fall in Genesis 3. Now, notice it says in verse 7 that the person who walks with the Lord, his heart is firm. Throughout the scriptures, the heart refers to the seat of human volition and emotion. It could be synonymous with the soul. The point the psalmist is trying to make here is that because those who fear the Lord know the Lord, their trust and their security and their stability is entirely dependent on Him. And since the heart is the seat of human emotion, the believer who receives bad news is not devastated emotionally when that news comes because, as it says in the text, they are trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord is the difference between standing on a rock during a flash flood or hanging on a tree branch. One will be moving while the other is not going anywhere. Now, this is important to assess right now in your own heart because who or what you are trusting in is revealed when bad news comes. Are you really trusting in the person of the Lord or are you just trusting in what you hoped he would give you? Notice also in verse 8, it says his heart is steady. He will not be afraid. Now, just to be clear, I don't think these verses are forbidding us from grieving the loss of a loved one or expressing disappointment to the Lord. Now, there are plenty of other scriptures that support doing so. Instead, I think the point of verses 7 and 8 are that what they're really driving home is that the person who walks with the Lord will overall, over time, remain steady in the Lord when bad news comes. Now, even though I didn't create a, a message handout for this short video, I hope you're still taking notes. Uh, and if you are, here's three applications I'd like to encourage you to consider today. The first one is, read God's Word more than you watch cable news in 2021. Something I learned while pursuing an undergraduate degree in communications is that every TV channel is a business that makes a profit by getting more viewers and selling ads and advertising. 
And the way they do that is by creating compelling content that is must-see TV. News channels especially do this because they need, they need the revenue and they get that revenue by creating content that is urgent. You've got to know this right now. We're the latest to bring it to you. We're the first to bring it to you. But the other thing news channels also do is they all have a bias towards a certain worldview or political view. They all want to sway you and influence you to think a certain way. Uh, and they all report on current or potential future events without the Lord. They don't mention the Lord. The Lord is left out of the equation. And so it's sort of like things are only going to get worse, and that's because there is no factoring in of the supernatural work of the Lord or or His sovereign hand and control over things. This is why it's crucial for us to maintain a daily diet in God's Word. Doing so helps us to remember that no matter what happens on the news, the Lord is still sitting on His throne, and He's still in control of the entire universe. Nothing has caught Him by surprise, and nothing can happen in the news tomorrow that hasn't first passed through His sovereign hand. Uh, secondly, second application I want to encourage you to do is that it's to strengthen your grasp on the doctrine of God's sovereignty. The doctrine of God's sovereignty simply stated is that the Lord's, it's, it's the Lord's hand on the steering wheel of time. It's his ability to control and guide world events so they achieve his desired outcome. It also includes the Lord's ability to use our decisions and the decisions of others to bring about his overall plan for our lives. Now, there are a ton of Bible verses that talk about this. I suggest doing a, a Google search uh, just you could simply punch into Google Bible verses on God's sovereignty and then memorize a few. Uh, I also highly recommend the book by Jerry Bridges called Trusting God. Uh, here's my copy. It's a little older version. There's a newer cover on the, on the latest release, but I've read it at least three times in the past 10 years, probably more, and it has greatly ministered to my soul. And the third application I'd like to share with you and encourage you to really consider here for this year is to walk through 2021 with God's sovereignty in mind. One of the many implications of God's sovereignty is the fact that everything that happened in our lives last year was either caused by or allowed by the Lord for a reason. And because we know that He works all things together for our good so that we might be conformed to the image of His Son, it's Romans 8, 28, 29, we can trust that whatever comes our way in 2021 will be used to draw us closer to Him as well. Another implication of God's sovereignty is that we should hold our plans for 2021 with an open hand. As James 4, 15 says, we should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this and do that. Because the Lord reserves the right to interrupt our plans with His plan instead. I could tell you story upon story of times I made plans 
and the Lord redirected or changed the direction that I needed to go. And I'm sure you could tell some too. Well, if you walk with the Lord and delight in His commandments this year, then no matter what comes your way, your heart will remain firm, steady, and trusting in the Lord. And dear loved ones, that is the secret to peace in 2021. Well, I hope these simple truths not only encouraged you, but also gave you hope for what the Lord might do in the coming year. Again, Happy New Year to all of you. I'm praying that we will all grow stronger in the Lord this year than we were last year. And thanks for tuning in. And if the Lord wills, I'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this Vanguard Bible Church podcast. You can find more sermon messages online at vanguardbible.org. Have a great week, and we hope we'll see you soon.